the Bible Study Podcast, episode 793. Today, the Bible Study Podcast starts a new book, the book of Malachi with chapter 1. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Let's jump into Malachi 1, which is Israel Doubts God's Love. A prophecy, the word of the Lord to Israel through Malachi. I have loved you, says the Lord. But you ask, how have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord, yet I loved Jacob. But Esau I have hated, and I have turned his hill country into a wasteland and left his inheritance to the desert jackals. Edom may say, though we have been crushed, we will rebuild the ruins. But this is what the Lord Almighty says, they may build, but I will demolish. They will be called the wicked land, a people always under the wrath of the Lord. You will see it with your own eyes and say, great is the Lord, even beyond the borders of Israel. And so Israel here in the time of Malachi, Malachi being the last of the prophets before Jesus, before this time period where there's 300 years or so with no prophets, no prophets recorded between Malachi and John the Baptist, the last of the Minor prophets also, at least in the order that we have them, the order that we have them in the Old Testament. And they've got this problem, Israel does, that they're doubting that God loves them. And so God starts this debate with them here in this chapter and points out to them that remember that Isaac had two sons. He had Esau and he had Jacob who became Israel. All the tribes of Israel descend through Jacob. And Esau was the older brother, and Esau was the one that should have gotten everything. And Esau should have gotten the blessing, and Esau should have gotten the inheritance. And remember that part of the problem with Esau was that Jacob swindled him a little bit out of what he had. But remember also that it said that Esau didn't hold it of value. He didn't hold the blessing that he would get from Isaac of value. And so he traded his birthright for some stew one day when he was hungry. And that is not to hold it in high regard. And so because he did not hold it in high regard, our understanding is, or because he didn't hold that relationship that he had with his father in high regard, God doesn't hold him in high regard and and points that out that still the people of Esau, who are the people of Edom, the Edomites, become the children of and the descendants of Esau, that even to this day, he says, I've turned their hill country into a wasteland and left their inheritance to the desert jackals. Well, inheritance is an interesting word to use there because inheritance is the part of that struggle between Esau and Jacob. Now, remember it. In Esau's time, Esau did okay. Esau had plenty of flocks and things. He goes, he meets his brother Jacob, who's been away uh, serving for some period of time to earn two wives, and, and even though he only intended to earn one, but of course that's another story. And Jacob comes back with all of these flocks and intends to give some to Esau. And Esau says, you know, I have enough. I don't need what you're giving me. I have enough already. And so Esau, it wasn't that he wasn't blessed, and yet still the, the people of Esau aren't blessed like the people of Israel. Now, of course, to be the people of God doesn't always feel like a blessing to the people of Israel. 
because they remember that God also sent prophets and then God also rebuked them because God cared about what they did, especially as they went off to worship other gods. It became uncomfortable to be the people of God, especially the people of God who were disobedient, right? It was a two-way covenant that God made and they needed to keep their half. And when they didn't, that became problematic. And so they didn't always feel loved. And you can imagine that if your parents care about you, that they will discipline you as a child. I don't mean necessarily corporally, they will necessarily spank you, but they will discipline you. They will care what you do, and there will be consequences for your actions. That doesn't always feel like love, and yet it is. If you don't care about someone, you don't care what how they turn out. And then it goes on, breaking covenant through blemished sacrifices. A son honors his father and a slave his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me, says the Lord Almighty? It is you priests who show contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? By offering defiled food on my altar. But you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying that the Lord's table is contemptible. When you offer blind animals for sacrifice, is that not wrong? When you sacrifice lame or diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Now plead with God to be gracious to us. With such offerings from your hands, will he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Oh, that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you would not light useless fires on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord Almighty, and I will accept no offering from your hands. My name will be great among the nations from where the sun rises to where it sets. In every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to me because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. But you profane it by saying the Lord's table is defiled and its food is contemptible. And you say, what a burden. And you sniff at it contemptuously, says the Lord Almighty. When you bring injured, lame, or diseased animals and offer them as sacrifices, should I accept them from your hands, says the Lord. Cursed is the cheat who has an acceptable male in his flock and vows to give it, but then sacrifices a blemished animal to the Lord. For I am a great king, says the Lord Almighty, and my name is to be feared among the nations. And so even when they're doing the sacrifices to God, even when they're remembering God, one of the problems that God has is the law is very clear that you sacrifice the good animal, the best animal, because that makes it a sacrifice, right? If you only give that that you can afford to give, if you only give away for instance, uh, your old clothes, and you don't give away things of value, then God says that's not a sacrifice. You're just cleaning out the closet. You're just giving me what you didn't want, this blind animal, this lame animal. And you show by doing that, God says, how you feel about me. You show contempt for the altar of God. You show contempt for God by what you sacrifice, by just going through the motions, but not giving God the best. And we can do that probably the easiest way is, do we give God our best time or do we give God what time we have left over? 
Do we give God what we value or do we give God what we have left over? And what they were doing in this time is they were giving God what they didn't want themselves, what they couldn't sell for a good price, what they couldn't give to the governor because the governor wouldn't put up with it. And so they try and give that to God. And God says, with that, you are showing contempt for my name. You are showing that you don't value this covenant, this promise, this relationship that we have. And so don't do that. It would be better that one of you would shut the temple doors, that one of you would just say, forget it. We're not going to worship God falsely. We'll either worship God truly or we just won't worship God at all. And God says, it it would be just as good if you just stopped. Now, this is interesting, remember, because we're coming out of a time where they did stop. They did stop worshiping God and started worshiping other gods. And that didn't please God either. But just he's no more pleased by us going through the motions than he is by us worshiping other gods. It still breaks that relationship and that covenant. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Need more of God's power in your life? I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.